And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. Um, so with uh, 2020 being here, we thought it'd be a good idea to uh, talk a little bit about our vision uh, this month and vision for what God has for our lives and uh, what he has for the church. And uh, before I do that, I want to take a quick look back at 2019. Everybody remembers that year, right? It's just a few days ago. It was uh, 2019. And it may have been a good year for you. It may not have been a good year for you. I don't know. Uh, praying that 2020, whether 2019 was a good year or not, that 2020 will be better. Amen? Yeah. And uh, so I want to tell you a little bit real quick about 2019 because it was a great year uh, here at New Covenant. And let me tell you why. I don't have numbers on some of these things, but we'll have numbers at our annual business meeting extravaganza. Everybody say extravaganza. Which is a term for party. Um, so... We have a business meeting, which doesn't sound like partying, so we add the extravaganza onto it, which automatically makes it a party. Um, and so you say, what is that and why would I want to be there? Well, for starters, we have pizza, okay? Um, also, we want to talk about all the good things that God did in 2019, and uh, so that's what, that's what we have that for. But 2019 was a great year. We had a whole lot of salvations uh, between Celebrate Recovery and right here and in the children's ministry. We had a bunch of people accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and make a decision to live for Him, which is awesome. There it is. We had rededications as well. <clears throat> we had testimonies of lives transformed. We've had many baptisms this year, many baby dedications. There have been a lot of people that have gone through our START program and have already begun serving. We remodeled our kitchen. We bought land to the north. We started a mops group here on Thursday mornings. We released Share the Hope. Uh, we sang a lot of songs and had a party. We like to party, so we had a release party for that. Uh, we remodeled the sanctuary. We painted and uh, changed the stage and the sound booth a little bit. We improved our online experience, and we hired Dan Altman as our family pastor. And uh, so... 2019 was awesome. Like we had, it was great. And I'm expecting 2020 to be even better. Can you believe it? And uh, 2019 was awesome, but we continue to believe for salvations. We continue to believe for healings and for miracles and for people to take start and to get plugged in and serve the body of Christ together with one another. I'm excited uh, about 2020. I'm thankful for all that happened in 2019. And as I read this, I forgot. I said we improved our online experience. And then today we actually went live on Facebook and YouTube. And we weren't, we weren't really telling people. We we're just kind of doing it. And then I, I was like, oh yeah, we were on Facebook today. And I looked and we had tons of people watching and comment. So it's just awesome. And uh, we're just excited about some of the other ways uh, that we are just going to share the hope and to let people know that there's a Savior who loves them. And that no matter what they face, they can overcome in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, uh, yeah, with all of that said, I want us to look forward uh, into 2020. And uh, over the last, uh, this last year, the, the, the staff, the team here at New Covenant, we've been going through our core values uh, as a church. And uh, we've been talking about some of those core values and things that we hold uh, dearly as a church. And one of those things that we had been talking about was this idea of Bible engagement. 
And uh, the more we talked about these values, the more we talked about Bible engagement, we kind of, we, we say it sometimes, but not very often, just kind of amongst ourselves, is that we want to embed the Bible in everything that we do. We want to engage with the Word of God. We want to interact with the Word of God. We want to read the Scriptures. And uh, the songs that we sing, those are songs in there, but they're, they're Scriptures that are in song form, right? And uh, you read through the Psalms, and what are those? When you read through the, the book of Psalms, those are a lot of times, those are just songs that David wrote to God to praise him, to, to ask for help, to say, here I am, I'm just a man, but you are God and you can do so much more, right? And so there's songs to our creator, but this idea of Bible engagement kept popping up. And that's part of our vision for 2020. You say, what, engaging with the Bible? Have we not been a church that engages with the Bible? No, we have, but I want that to be something that is even more on the forefront of our minds, that we engage with the Bible. I want us to be a community of people who engage with the Bible, with the word of God, with these scriptures every single day. So for those of you who may not know, this is a Bible. Uh, this is a print form. And, uh, and, and it has a whole lot of scriptures, a whole lot of words in it. And they have it uh, in print form, and they also have it in digital form. You can get them on tablets. You can get them on phones. I don't know how many of you have phones, um, smartphones. But you can get a Bible. First service didn't laugh either. It's okay. Yeah. Um, you don't have to laugh. It's okay. I'm, I'm not mad about it. So this Bible... Let me tell you something about this Bible that you either hold in your hand, print version like this, or a digital version. I want you to know that this Bible contains 66 different books. That's a lot. It's divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament, okay? And uh, there's 66 books in this Bible. It was written over a span of 1,500 years. Written over 1,500 years in that time span by 40 different people living on three different continents, Asia, Africa, in Europe. It's written in three different languages, and I'm pretty sure we don't speak any of them. Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Anybody fluent in any of those? No. All right. So it was written in those three languages, 40 different authors, all these different continents. But here's the thing. It was all inspired by God. It was inspired by God. And so that's what this book is. And there's one theme that runs through this book. And that theme is the redemption of you and I, of mankind through our Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't think you heard me. Okay, let me tell you again. There's one theme that runs throughout all of these pages. And that is redemption of mankind. You and me find redemption and rescue and salvation because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen. That's what's in this Bible. That's what's in the word of God. And the Old Testament looks forward to the Messiah and to the coming of Jesus Christ. And in the New Testament, we start off with the birth of Christ and his 33 years on this earth and all that he did. And it ends in the fact that he died on a cross for us, rose again and ascended into heaven. He birthed the church with Holy Spirit power and said that the gates will never be shut, that the devil cannot stop the church. And so we're proof of that thousands of years later, and that's contained in the Bible. So that's the Bible in a nutshell. We could go into more, and I could tell you history, and we could do all kinds of stuff, but I think that's good enough for today, is that there's some important stuff in the Word of God. And here's the thing. I want us, this is something I want us to do, and part of the vision that I see for 2020, is that we should engage and read the Bible every day. Amen. Thank you, second service. I wasn't getting much help first service. 
We can read the Bible daily. I'm just being honest. This sounds like a huge undertaking. Some of you are like, no, not really. I've been reading the Bible every day longer than you've been alive. I get that and I appreciate that. Um, I know that. But I also know that it can sound like a huge undertaking. You want me to read the Bible every day? But here's the thing. It's not as difficult as it sounds. It's not as difficult as it sounds. And, and it will quickly, I believe this is true, it will quickly become the most important part of your day. Okay, a few of you agree with me. I, for me, it is the most important part of my day. Now, let me tell you, more important than showering. How many of you know showering is important? Come on, second service, help me out. You guys are like, what are you talking, what's a shower? Bathing? <laughs> Cleaning yourself, right? Um, it's more important than eating. That was less than the showering part. It's like, now I like my food, bro. All right, it's more important than sleeping. Mm, mm, you're like, I don't get any sleep anyway, so mm, that's probably fine, that's fine, I get that one. I mean, it, is, it will quickly become the most important part of your day to the point where you will look forward to it. You're like, I can't wait to see what I'm reading today, what God's gonna show me today. I'm super pumped, I'm super excited about it. Let's do it, let's read this thing, I'm excited. I mean, you're, you will literally get to that point where if you miss it, you're like, I missed out on something. I missed out on reading God's word. Because let me tell you, it's not just something we do because it's like, oh, I, I checked off a list and I read the Bible every day. But there's, there's things in the word of God that illuminates in your life and you need it for that day. That's why we read it daily. And you need it for that day. Or there'll be times where you're talking to someone. For me, I've been talking to people and it's like, hey, I'm going through this or this happened or whatever. And it's like, hey, I just read this this morning right? Because I've read the Bible through and through like many different times, but I don't remember all. There's a lot in there, 66 different books and thousands of pages and work, like so much stuff. I don't remember it all. And stuff gets like jumbled and confused. And, you know, especially if I'm preaching and I want to talk about Noah, but I talk about Moses and you guys are like, what? And it's like, don't worry about it. I know what I'm doing, but I don't. So it's, <laughs> things get like jumbled sometimes. So it's good to read it every day. Um, Every day. And so it'll quickly become the most important part of your day. I want to read you a scripture um, out of the Bible. Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. Again, thanks for not laughing. All right. In this, it's not going to be on the screen, so just listen. This is the Lord's Prayer. In this manner is what Jesus said. He said, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 So right there in the middle of that Lord's Prayer, we have Matthew 6, 11. It's on the screen for you. It says this. Give us this day what? Our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. All right, so when we pray that, we're saying, God, give us, this is literally what we're saying when we say that prayer. God, give us this day our daily bread. We're saying, God, we're looking to you to give us all the provisions that we need for today. Now, provisions could be food, shelter, clothing, like that's all good. It's also, God, give me all of the things I need spiritually. God, I look to you as the one who I need every day to give me all 
that you would have for me. All that I need, I need it from you. It comes from you. I know that you provide for me. You provide for my physical well-being, my emotional well-being, and God, everything that I need in my spirit, I know it comes from you. And so we're asking him to provide. We're saying, God, provide for us. The daily bread is what we need to live on. God daily provides all that we need, both physically and spiritually. When we read our Bible every day, we find what we need to sustain our spiritual life. Blake said it earlier, our relationships with God, our relationship with God, this Christian walk, is not about a feeling. It's not, sometimes you're like, man, I just don't feel God. Well, he's still there. You don't always feel the air outside because it's not windy, but you know there's air because you're still breathing. You know there's oxygen. You know it's still happening, right? And you don't always feel God or you're not, he's, oh, he's a million miles away. Well, he's there. The Bible says he's closer than a brother. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's always there for us, amen? And so we can read the word of God every day and find what we need to sustain our spiritual life. In the Old Testament, when the Israelites were out wandering around uh, in the wilderness, God provided actual food, uh, bread from heaven, manna from the sky, they called it. It was manna. What is it? What is this stuff? Let me read you a scripture and show you how our God provides. When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. Moses told them, it's the food the Lord has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instructions. Each household gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. So the people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. And those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. So we see that God provided manna, this bread from heaven. He provided that so that the nation of Israel could live in the wilderness. And so what does bread do? It gives life to those who need it, right? It gives, it gives life to those who eat it. And so bread, you eat it, you consume it, it gives you life. He took care of the Israelites in the Old Testament. Now when he's saying, give us this day our daily bread, they're not automatically thinking just bread and physical. They're saying that God will provide everything that we need that God will provide everything that we need. We sang about it. No matter what we face, we overcome in Jesus' name. He provides the way of escape. The Bible says that we're all tempted and that when we're tempted, don't worry about it because God always provides a way of escape. He gives us all that we need. Well, how do we do that? Well, we hide God's word in our hearts so that we don't sin against them. We'll read about it later so that when we're tempted, when troubles come, God's word is in us. Well, how does it get in us? We devour it every day. We eat it every day and it provides for our life. It provides for our soul. It provides for our spirit, man, so that we can live our lives the way God wants us to live. And then Jesus says this in John 6, 35. Jesus replied, I am the what? The bread of life. So Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So Jesus is the bread of life. Just as bread gives life to those who eat it, Jesus gives life to all who place their trust in him. Amen? Amen. The Bible, 
What's the Bible do? We told you it points toward Jesus and the work that he did, that he redeemed mankind, that he saved us, that he set us free. So when we read this Bible, we're reading about who Christ is, what he did, what was prophesied about him, what he did on the cross for our sins. We look at it, we find strength, we find encouragement, we devour this, and then we never hunger or thirst again because we find Jesus and he is all that we need for life. He's all that we need. He provides everything. I don't think you believe me this morning. He is our provision. Say, no, my bank account provides for me. I'm sorry to tell you that that could be gone someday. You say, well, my car got me here. Those things break all the time, right? Now I get it. We have physical things. We have material things. There are stuff, but, but God provides all that we need. We can trust in him. We trust in him to be our provision and he never fails us. Amen. When we read the Bible, we're engaging the Word of God. We're learning about who Christ is. We're connecting with God the Father who created us, and we are sustained. We've been given life, and we're full of Jesus. It's important to engage with the Scripture daily so that we receive what we need for that day. So I have a challenge. You guys ready to be challenged? I got two challenges for you. You guys ready for the first one? You guys ready for the first challenge of 2020? All right, so I got a challenge for you, and that is this. I want you to start a reading plan. You say, Josh, I already did. Good. You can check out for the next five minutes. All right. So I want you to start a reading plan. What do you mean? What's a reading plan? All right. So out front, we've had these books forever. They're sitting by the window. You come in the doors, there's a window out there and there's these books. And this book says this, it's, I, it's not a coincidence, daily devotional. <laughs> no, wait, it gets better. The word for you today. Well, it's just been sitting out there. All right, so almost as if we should read these huh, daily. It says it, it says right on front, daily devotional. So maybe you're new to all this and you're saying, I just learned a little bit about the Bible today. Well, I would encourage you to start reading it every day. And here's a very simple tool. This is physical. Here's what you can do. You can take this home today. They're free, all right? And, and I have an electronic device right here. It's, pretty, it's not huge, but it's a good size one. But watch what, watch what, watch what happens. I can actually put this on top of my device, and now when I go to reach for my device, what do I encounter first? A daily devotional. Maybe, I'll just read it, right? And you open it up, and, and it, it has a different title for each day and a, a half-page devotional. And then scriptures, like one scripture or a passage of scriptures. And it's a super easy, super simple, super tangible, touch it, feel it, put it on top of your electronic devices, so that in the morning, instead of reaching for the device, you find this, and you're like, oh yeah, every day. Awesome. Says it on here twice, daily devotional, the word for you today, that is super redundant. It's great. <laughs> right? You can have one of these. It's free. You can have this one, if you want it. Just, you can have it. It's free. That's one option. It's really easy. Put it on top of a device, good to go. That's my advice. Here's another plan. Sorry about the tiny print. This is a read the Bible in a year. So there's 365 checkboxes and 365 days worth of reading. And so like the first one, if you want to start today, or today's the fifth, so you could start on the fifth and go to the fifth of next year, or you can catch up, or you can do, here's what I want to tell you is there's no right or wrong, okay? The fact that you engage, my challenge to you is to read the Bible every 
day. So like for today, if you want to start at the very beginning, you read Genesis 1, Matthew 1, Ezra 10, and Acts 1. So you got four chapters of the Bible to read. That might make it take you 10, 15 minutes. If you take your time with it, look at it and say, okay, what is the one thing that I'm going to glean from that today? Or what did the Holy Spirit speak to me while I read those four chapters during that 15 minutes? Because this one also conveniently can be placed over electronic devices. This paper stuff is amazing. So that's one you could take. Those are out front. They'll be out front where the coffee normally sits as we have all of these things. And then I know that some of you are a little more extreme. We've got some CrossFitters in here and some different stuff like that. And I've got a read the Bible in 90 days. Someone say extreme. Um, this was actually, when this first came out, it was, uh, anybody ever heard of P90X, the workout program? This came out as B90X. Not even my joke. That's why it was funny. Okay, so this one, this one is 90 days, all right? And it's about like, I've done this one before. It's been a few years now, but it's a solid 15, 16, 17 chapters a day. And so you're just kind of getting like, you just think of like bulking up, all right? You're bulking up on the word of God. And so you're, uh, you're gonna get chunks. You're gonna notice patterns, but you know, just for that day when you're done, it's like, okay, what thing, again, what stuck out to me? What can I take away from reading this? And if you're like, I don't know, Josh, none of those quite intrigue me. Um, if you have an electronic device, you got a tablet, you got a phone, there's something, I want you to remember this. It's, it's called the Version Bible app. How many of you already have the Version Bible app? Good. If you don't have it, um, after service, talk to someone who, who, raise your hand again if you got the Version Bible app. Talk to one of them, okay, on how to download it. Here's the cool thing about your Version Bible app. You can read uh, the Bible in, I don't even know how many English translations it has, probably 50, I mean a t- 40, a ton. It has a bunch. And you're like, really, there's that many translations? Yes, there are, all right? Um, and so that's cool because you could read John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And then you say, but now I want to read it in the Message Bible. It's just one click, boom, <gasps> right? Well, now I want to read it in this translation, boom. And all of a sudden, you're just reading one scripture, but it sounds different and it reads different and you learn different stuff. Well, here's the cool thing as well about the Bible app is that they have a, at the bottom, right in the middle, it says plans. And it's like a check mark because that's what you do. You check it off, you did it, you read your Bible and you click plans and there are thousands of plans. And I started one this year that it's pretty cool. It's got a devotional uh, that goes before it. And then like for each, like a segmented chunk of each, like if you're reading out of Genesis and then this chapter and this, whatever, but they, they break down a little devotional. So it's super cool. And go through one of those with my kids every morning and just one of those sections and we talk about it. And so um, that's one that it's one of the first ones on the Bible app. When you look through like read the Bible in one year, it's like the second or third one. Uh, Nicky Gumble is the guy's name, but it's super good. It's at your fingertips. So if you don't like the idea of paper and you really want to do the electronic, that's fine. But make sure you turn off notifications. I'm not kidding. Because what happened? That was not a joke. Oh man. What uh, <laughs> what happens is you have good intentions. And then Facebook, ding, oh, right? Messenger, ding, you know, I mean, you're, this thing just dings nonstop, right? So turn it off. Turn off all that stuff and then read and then you can turn it back on, all right? If you're gonna grab one, it is way too easy with one of these in your hand. The world is at your fingertips, all right? And it's awesome that you got the Bible and you got all those things, but make sure um, you spend time and sit down and read God's word every day, Amen. So that's my challenge. I don't care how you do it. 
take one of these or download it on your, on your device. But whatever you do, I want you to spend some time with God every single day reading his word. Well, why would I do that? What are the benefits of that? Oh, yeah, they know. I don't, even have to, I don't even have to read these verses. All right, let's check it out. Look at this. Look at this. Psalm 119. It says, how can a young person, who's young in here? Who wants to say, you're young. Everybody put your hand up. We're young, right? How can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? Well, how can we obey God's word? We got to read it, right? Look at 10. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do we hide God's word in our hearts so that we don't sin against him? We got to read it. How can we obey the words that, he, that he's written and that he's asked us to do? What do we have to do? Read it, right? And then, and then when we read it, we stay pure. When temptations and trials come, there's verses that pop out. It's like, I didn't even know I knew that verse. Well, that's because you've been reading the Bible and you've been getting God's word in your heart and you've been memorizing scripture because you're like, I love that scripture. And you put it on your mirror when you're brushing your teeth and you read it and you memorize it and it gets inside you. And when those attacks come, and when those temptations come, you remember that verse. And all of a sudden you say, get away from me, devil. I don't need you. I got Bible time. Psalm 119, look at this. Your word is a lamp to my God. Oh, nope, nope. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Blake read that earlier this morning. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. So what does the Bible do? The Bible shows us where we are and the Bible shows us where we need to go. The Bible shines a light on our actions and our attitudes and our thoughts and the way that we're living. It shows us where we are and then it says, Hey, here's where I want you to go. Anybody ask, ever ask yourself, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know how. To... The Bible will help you. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 2 Timothy 3 says all scripture. Someone say all scripture. all scripture. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So what's the Bible do? Teaches us what is true. How many of you want to know what God says is true? How many of you want to know for beyond? Okay, then read God's word. It teaches us what is true. It tells us what is wrong. Now I get it. We don't like to be wrong, but let's be honest how we're wrong sometimes. Some of us more than others too often, right? I mean, we just, we're not right all the time. So the Bible tells us when we're wrong, but then not only that, don't you love it when someone just tells you like you're wrong, but then they don't offer you a way of like how to get better. They're just like, I just want you to know that you're this and then just walk away. And it's like, well, that's not helpful. So the Bible, it, it teaches us, it tells us when we're wrong, but then it also corrects us. That's what it says in the scripture. It corrects us. It says, you're wrong, do this. That's not right, do this instead, right? It corrects us when we're wrong. And not with like guilt and condemnation and like you're the worst person ever, but no, Jesus came and he has totally forgiven us. And now there's no more guilt. There's no more condemnation for those who love Jesus Christ. Amen? It, don't let the devil put that on you. And then it says it teaches us to do what is right. How many of you want to know what to do what is right? Always. And I like this. The last part, the Bible prepares and equips us to do every good work. So it prepares us and equips us. Look at Joshua 1.8. Study this book of instruction continually. Study this book of instruction. Study it, read it, meditate it, get it in your brain. Look, meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. 
Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Man, if that doesn't, if you don't want to go home and read your Bible after that, I mean, forget the preaching, but just the scriptures alone. Like that should be enough. It's like, man, I need to get in that thing and read the word of God. I had no idea it was a light to my feet, and a, a, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I had no idea I'd be prosperous and succeed in all that I do. I had no idea that it would keep me pure and that I could resist temptation and trouble and overcome and face anything because of the truth that's in God's word. I want that in me. I mean, that's my hope for us when we leave today. That's my challenge to you today is that you will pick a plan and stick with it and not give up. And don't just start in Genesis because you enjoy the stories of Genesis and Exodus and then you get into Leviticus law and you get into numbers and you're like, I don't understand why we're counting all these people. What is, what is going on? And you see, and even through those, you see the genealogy of Jesus and there's connections and there's all points to our Savior. But it's nice if instead of reading five or six chapters of Leviticus or Numbers, you just read one that day. And then you can still read like John, you know? It's, it's a nice balance, you know? So don't just start at the beginning, but pick a plan and stick with it. And then like Joshua 1.8 says, it says, study this book and meditate on it right? And then I like this. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Study, meditate, obey the Bible. Amen? Amen. Amen. I got one last challenge for you in a a scripture and then we're out of here. Here's my other challenge for you. Um, I want, uh, you can take that off for a second. Here's my challenge. Uh, I want you to attend something that we're just starting this year, um, and it's called Our Father. We read the Lord's Prayer earlier. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, right? So this idea, Our Father, I want us to come together on Saturdays, the second Saturday of every month. Just so happens that this Saturday is the second Saturday. And at 6 o'clock, I want us to come together for a time where we can corporately spend time reading God's word and praying together. And so we call it our Father. If you want to call it a prayer service, you can. If you want to call it a Bible reading slash prayer service, you can. If you just want to say, hey, I want to go and spend time diving into God's word, engaging with the Bible, praying the truths that are found in it with people whom I love and who love me, then you can call it that if you want. It's just a lot longer than our Father. All right? So we're doing that this Saturday at 6. We're going to pray together corporately. And sometimes I think we miss out on why it's so important to pray together. How many of you know that you can pray by yourself? What? 6 p.m. Great clarification. Someone's like, 6 a.m.? Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Great clarification. 6 p.m. I feel like it's in the bulletin. Someone help me. Nope. Because I did it before something happened. What? It's in there? Oh, it's on the study guide. Awesome. Look at these guys. Technology. All right. So it's, it might be somewhere. It might not be. Um, 6 p.m. We'll put it on like, you know, social media. This 6 o'clock at night, this Saturday, our Father. Sometimes we uh, think, okay, I can pray on my own. I can go home and pray. The Bible says like when you pray, go to your closet, shut the door, pray in secret. The God who sees in secret will reward you openly. Like I should just go home and pray in my closet. Like I don't, why do I need to pray around other people? That is absolutely true. You should pray and uh, you should pray on your own, but you should also pray with others. 
Um, and let me, I'm going to give you a verse here in a second. Uh, the early church, when it, was, when it, when it began, when, when Jesus uh, died and rose again and ascended into heaven and he left uh, his disciples on this earth and the Holy Spirit came in mighty power and, and, and Peter preached a message and 3,000 people got saved. All of a sudden, they've got a church, all right? And uh, Jesus told Peter, he said, on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. It will go forever. The church is eternal. We are proof of that, right? And so the church was formed, it was started, and they had tons of opposition. People hated the church. They were, it was growing and it was doing it, but there was opposition to the church because it was going against the way things had always been. So there were threats and there was death threats and people were being uh, martyred, killed for their belief in Jesus. And there was all these threats being told against the disciples. And so the disciples did not run away scared. They got together and had a prayer meeting. Let me read it to you in Acts chapter 4. So when the apostles heard this, they were united and loudly prayed to God, Master, you made the sky, the land, the sea, and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, who spoke through your servant David, our ancestor, why do the nations act arrogantly? Why do their people devise useless plots? Kings take their stand. Rulers make plans together against the Lord and against his Messiah. So they just read that little bit. They said, just as you spoke through the Holy Spirit and your ancestor David, they're quoting Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. They're taking the Bible and they're quoting the Bible in this prayer, okay? And then they pray this. They continue in verse 27. In this city, Herod and Pontius Pilate made plans together with non-Jewish people and the people of Israel. They made their plans against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. Through your will and power, they did everything that you had already decided should be done. What is that? They persecuted him. They hung him on a cross. They killed him. They stuck him in a grave, but the grave couldn't hold him, amen, because our hope is alive. So they said, everything you'd already decided should be done. Lord, pay attention to their threats now and allow us to speak your word boldly. Show your power by healing, performing miracles, and doing amazing things through the power in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So they got together in face of opposition. They got together and they prayed together, unified and loudly. They got together and they prayed and in that praying, they, say, they quoted those scriptures out of Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And they quoted those scriptures, and then they prayed that. They believed that. God, what could nations say against you? What can others do? And they said, now, hear our prayer. There's people coming against us and threatening us. And they said, not that you would take that person away, that you'd kill that person, or that person would disappear, but that you would give us the boldness to speak the words that need to be spoke that you would give us the boldness because there are people here that need to know your love and saving grace. And you know, you and I, we have the same opportunity to share Jesus Christ with others around us, but nobody's gonna kill us for it. They were under constant persecution. If they had church and they went together and they told people about who Christ was, they were in fear of their lives. So they said, Jesus, give us boldness. They prayed bold prayers and had bold actions. They said, tell us what to speak and to speak it boldly. And what happened? People were saved, set free, healed. Miraculous things happened. Man, I want 2020 to be a miraculous year. In our lives, in Fort Dodge, in the places you work, in the places you go. And it starts with people of faith coming together and uniting in prayer. 
speaking the word of God over their lives and over their city and over their circumstances and praying it in a way that you believe what you're saying because the gospel is true. The words that are printed in this book, we already said it, are true. Amen? Amen. 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 And so that's what we're going to do Saturday. So I hope you can come. It's going to be fun. So those are my two challenges to you. First, find a plan, read it. Maybe you already have one. You have your own system. That's fine. My challenge, number two, come pray with us Saturday. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray bold prayers together and live bold lives. It all starts with reading the Word of God. Amen? For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 Fifth Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515 955 6222